Alex, this is all Total Team Howie Podcast now. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back. Fourth Food Podcast here. Another exciting episode. Metal Matt here. We've got the J-Lo. What's up, buddy? Shout out. Wildville. Yep. With the Harden jersey on. Team Howie all the way. Team Howie. Howie. Big John Stud. What's up, brother? How's it going? Howie, we trust. So tonight... There you oh, go. Color lawyers, listen, ESPN. The long-awaited draft fit episode. We normally like to do this pre-draft. This year, <laughs> it's post-draft. We've all had time to kind of um, witness the draft, be surprised, be angry, be happy, m- marinate uh, what has ha- what has happened, um, and. What does everyone think? What's everyone's reactions overall? You know, what did you think overall of the draft? Not just Eagles, but the draft in general. Did Vegas deliver? I think that, um, you know, I think I always, not that I'm a homer, but, you know, we were at the Philly draft, which was an outdoor, you know, event. And I think it was the first year they kind of switched that platform up, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they, t- they took it to like a, almost like a festival type setting, which was kind of rad, right? So I always, you know, it's near and dear to probably all of our hearts because we were there and witnessed it. Not only was it in our hometown, Philly, but it was the first year for that for that type of atmosphere. And I feel like I feel like we as Philly fans and football fans, we set that bar pretty high. So do you, do you think Vegas lived up to the, uh, you know, to, to, to the bar that we set? You know, was the energy there? I don't think there was a lot of Raiders fan. I was kind of like when Kamish came out and was like, yo, I got I got your got the face of the franchise. I got Derek Carr here. Like, where's where's Raiders Nation? It was like there there wasn't any like any heat from the Raiders fans. Like they're still dude, they're still in California. Like, yeah. let's be real. like But they couldn't even drive to Vegas? Like I mean, I'd I'd be salty. Like if if everything that went down what happened with us when they were going to rip the Eagles away. I mean, and, Cube was there. And, and but like still, like if they moved the Eagles to Arizona instead of awarding them the, the Cardinals, like I wouldn't be like, boy, I still love the Arizona Eagles. I'd be like, get fucked, you motherfucker. Like, see, John and I had this, this conversation that, you know, just him and I, I asked them. We were just in a casual conversation. And, you know, I think. I, I'm I'm Eagles live or die. Like I think, yeah, am I? I think it would it, it would never be the same, right? But like, I, I would still be an Eagles fan. I wouldn't know any different. I wouldn't know any better. I, I so think eventually we'd get another team. So then, what are you doing? Like, would you though? Yeah, St. Louis. St. Louis didn't get something. Huh? St. Louis didn't get something. St. Louis is not a media is not a, a big media market. Well, like I mean, Philly's a top six media market. That's why they'll never. Why, that's why is, they'll never leave. <laughs> which is why the Eagles will never leave. So we won't ever have which to worry was, about it. But again, like back when that almost went down, like TV deals weren't really. Yeah. It, it wasn't like it is now. Like that would never have happened now. No. You're not moving the Eagles Mm-mm. anywhere. You're not moving a, a, an NFL team out of the Philadelphia market. Mm-mm. I mean, Houston did it with Tennessee, so. But again, never, like. Never say never. <laughs> but Houston, I don't think Houston's as big of a, Houston's a bigger think, city than Philadelphia. But uh, from a media market and fan point standpoint, like, the Houston Oilers don't have the same juice. Yeah, they weren't moving the needle. That the Eagles have. To answer your original question about did Vegas do, I bet you Vegas would have been would have been fun with, like, just the entertainment, like the Cirque du Soleil crap and like mm-hmm. the magicians, like all sorts like that shit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think we had that to that extent. I think Bill asked that earlier. Like, I don't think we had like we had like, oh, look, every Lombardi trophy is here. Or every Super Bowl ring is here. And you can like wait in line for 15 minutes to like look at it through three panes of glass. Um, so I think we, we we were the first we were the test case, mm-hmm. you know, but I think I think Vegas between the stage and like how they had it set up and the way they walked through that corridor. I think it was cool. I think it was cool. I, I dug it. 
Yeah, I mean, it, do you think it's like the players? To me, I feel like the walk is a little bit too long. Yeah. Like from the yeah, time that their name is called to the time that they get done hugging their second cousins in the green room, and yeah. then they walk down and they get their hat, and they got to look in the mirror with their nice little hat on, and then they got to pose for like a photo, and then they walk down another long-ass WWE-like like hallway. Well, they got to make the jersey on the spot too, so like – that's true. That's all. Very good. Very good point, Jayla. Very good point. Very good point. Like they got to get they got to get cap swag on the on on the on the uh, on and, the job there. Yeah, let's be hot, heat pressing Let, them bitches. Let's be real. Those those fucking hats were atrocious. They get worse every year. I love the uh, I like when they cut into like the people the players that are at home and then like on their coffee tables thirty two hats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Today or this year's hat wasn't the, the hat. Is everyone this year's hat actually wasn't the worst hat out of like re like you know some of the recent years, but like yeah, it still wasn't like yeah because I've been in lids recently and I saw it in person. And I'm like, you know what? This actually isn't that that bad. I'm still not buying it. I'm not wearing it. But well, the, the problem is, I think we've talked about before, is like they have to do a hat that works for every team. It's yeah. not like every – which would be cool, like every team did like their own hat. Like that would be different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That would be kind of cool. We should send that into the NFL and get royalties. But what's wrong with – what's wrong with like having a hat in the team colors with the team logo? And maybe it's – a little subtle thing where, like, maybe there's like a little hint of Vegas, a little hint of gold Vegas. piping around it, or like just these subtle little things. Like, why does it always have to be so, like, to Jesse's point, so extreme to where it's like it looks like a bobo hat? Mm-hmm. You know? Did you did you see the hallway that they walked down with all the cards? Yes, that was like, rad. Like all like those cards, like that card could have been like they could have pulled something out of that. that would have been you know? see that would have been sick. Mm-hmm. You know. NFL, Roger Goodell, call four foot podcast. Call four foot podcast. We I know you're listening, Roger. I know you're listening. Full of full of ideas over here. Full of that's them. it. Full. At least be an official sponsor, Roger. Come on, man. Yeah. Throw us a bone. We'll have you on the podcast. We'll yeah. have you on the yeah once a quarter. You know, we'll, send, we'll we'll bring you over to the the Nugget. You know, get some wings. Oh yeah, wings on us. Crack some beers. Exactly. Listen, the one the one thing that like. That I loved about this draft, the trades, love the trades. Yeah, it was like it was. It was like edge of your seat. You know, year after year, it's like okay, here we go. We know the first five picks, and then it's going to get interesting. It's like for this draft, it was like we didn't even know. We had yeah, no idea. Like the first couple picks were normal, and then it was what like at the the sixth, seventh. You know, when when it was just boom, 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 boom. Okay, like, so so. I mean, the first pick we didn't. First pick was supposed to be Aiden Hutchinson. Nope. I have it on. I have it on the agenda. What was your biggest surprise of this draft? And I mean, that honestly for me was my biggest surprise was the you know Eagles trading for for AJ Brown. I I I don't know about you guys. Oh yeah. I didn't see that coming. You know, and I think maybe overall is that your is that. The consensus here is overall just the amount of trades. Just the it was was amazing. Yeah, it was like every time you went back on Twitter, it was like trade, 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 trade. Like because the Hollywood Brown trade happened what like right before we made our trade, right? Yeah. See, I'm not a big like. I try to put the phone down. I don't want to. I don't want to hear the 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 breaking news before it actually goes on radio on mm -hmm. TV. At, at that point, I had actually been on Twitter, or I think maybe one of you guys might have sent it, and I was like, "Motherfucker, it was me." Sorry, <laughs> and I'm like, "God damn it!" But like that, to your point, Matt. Like, what, what was the biggest surprise in the Eagles' perspective? Absolutely, biggest surprise was them making the trade. But like National Football League, biggest surprise to me: Green Bay Packers waiting till the second round to take a wide receiver. Biggest surprise. <laughs> I, I love it. That piece of shit is probably <laughs> stewing. And and had two first round picks. Yeah. How does Twitter get to pick before they announce it on stage? Because people people know agents, whatever. It's like real quick. Yeah. It's around. It's just a it's just a leak. It's a tiny yeah. pinhole leak. The 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 funniest was um, 
So I follow uh, Ben Solak, who used to do a local podcast. Now he writes yep. for the he's a scout and does stuff for the ringer. Mm-hmm. He was just joking, like just joking when the the when um the the Lions because they just made that trade. And he was just joking. Lions trading, you know, Lions traded up to take Jamison Williams. And everybody was like, all the Eagles fans that still follow him were like, shut the fuck up, Ben. Shut the fuck up, Ben. And he replies back like 30 seconds later, like, what is going on? I was just joking. And then 30 seconds later, it was like, boom, Jamison Williams. And he's just like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, man. I was just being a smart ass. And, <laughs> and let's go, go play the lottery, boy. <laughs> But yo, you know what? You know what I thought of when I when I you know when when the AJ Brown trade came around, I was like, here's Howie, negotiate doesn't doing what he does best, negotiating free agents on draft night. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like on they, the said, they said that on one of the draft shows that once Howie knew he wasn't going to get one of the big four because apparently. And again, who knows? He wanted either Leve, Wilson, London, or Jameson, and he wasn't going to trade up to twelve. And once he knew twelve was going to be the last one for Jameson, he called. Uh, I guess they said he called AJ's uh, um, agent and was like, "All right, we got the contract. Like, we'll do it." Like they because they knew what he needed to be to make it happen, and that was because AJ, I guess, could have would have avoided the trade if he didn't have a new contract, like basically guaranteed. So. I guess how he uh, no, and and they said it didn't come about till like twenty four hours before the draft. It kind of just like popped up that like oh this could really be real. So well, they they asked Howie about it, how close because he was working on. Apparently they had the extension done. The extension was apparently was easy. The the trade was the difficult part, getting everything done, negotiating the picks. Yeah, like in the timeline, you have to for. Like, and I think he said, I think he said it was uh. 15 minutes before the trade, they had it done. Because he was running out of time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because they had to, they had to, they had to drop the, the you know, they traded to, to get Jordan Davis and then they traded the, they had to trade quickly because whoever was acquiring that pick wanted time to figure out who they were going to draft. Talk about being under the gun. Oh my God. minutes. So is everyone happy with 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 that move? I mean, you know, getting AJ Brown and then you know moving up two spots to land Jordan Davis. Is everyone happy with the big fella? Yeah, yeah. Like the the only people that are that are uh, unhappy with that move that want what that that want a uh, pass rusher. Well, are people that don't know, don't watch football. Like that's period end of sentence. Like, or or they only listen to like WIP and they. Mm-hmm they heard somebody say he, he didn't have a lot of sacks and a lot of pressure. So they're like, Oh, he sucks. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And it's just like, well, if you listen to scouts that talk about him, the whole reason that Georgia defense was a historic defense was because you had a guy that was what? Six foot five, 350 pounds that could move like a middle linebacker. And yeah, he didn't get a lot of, he didn't get a lot of sacks. He didn't get a lot of hits, but he would stuff up the middle and cause chaos. And, you know, every time they would show another Georgia player getting drafted, 75% of the plays that they, the highlights, the reason that that player was able to make the play that they did was because you had Jordan Davis being double teamed or triple teamed on the line. Like Alabama shut him down for two games and you know how they did it. They doubled and tripled him every single down. It's like, almost what we were talking about, the effect that Joel Embiid has on the court. You know what I mean? Like, it's the, it's the things that you just don't – you don't understand until you take that – remove that player from the situation, mm-hmm. what, the, what, the, what the result could be, you know, different – how different the result could be. Yeah, you know? and, and our defensive coordinator wants to run one of these, these new 5-1 hybrid fronts. And the thing that you need is basically somebody that can blow up the line. And now you're going to be able to line up. You're going to be able to put him on the line. And then you're going to be able to put like Hargrave and Cox on either side of them. And then Brandon Graham and whoever else on the other side, and then still have a linebacker behind them ready to take somebody's head off. If they, if they get a clean shot, like you're going to see the, 
this is when we see if the Eagles defense what the what this what our defensive coordinator is all about because the players that they're starting to, through through free agency signing the the linebackers they did and through the draft it gave it we are going to be able to run the defense that he wanted to run finally and it's going to be interesting to to see and we have guys that can play it we're going to be able to do this hybrid 5-1 go into a 3-4 go into a 43 depending on what the the team is doing and hopefully the the other thing was hopefully the this system isn't so reliant on corners and safeties since we're a little weaker there and we're going to be causing so much chaos up front that um the quarterback and and the other thing that i that just popped into my head like jordan davis batted down a lot of balls this year like that's not a stat that they really keep but he killed a lot of drives in the sec championship game and the 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 championship game he killed a lot of drives that they had the read that they wanted and he just last second he puts that giant mid up and just bats the ball down like He's going to be a problem at the next level. He's going to be an absolute problem. He's faster than Pat Mahomes, right, John? Uh, he is heavier than Jason Peters, taller than Rob Gronkowski, faster than Patrick Mahomes, and ran faster splits than Jarvis Landry. Are you sure? <laughs> Those are facts. Um, saw that, saw that about two, two in the morning. Thing. He was never asked to. Like, that wasn't their defense. He was just a space heater. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say he's going to be Aaron Donald year one, but there's no reason to think a guy that talented can't become that kind of player with coaching. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, like, he's a monster. And, like, you, to Bill's point, they said, this is what we need you to do. We need you to kill the line so everybody else can get there. Kobe Dean to clear up the tackles, which we have yeah. now behind him as well. Our, and uh, you know what? They probably uh, sold uh, uh, no, Kobe. They and they they said they probably sold it to him. If you do this, if you make the sacrifice for the team, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a great defense and we have a chance to win the national title. And he's like, bet, got it, done. Yeah, they already said that they're gonna have to monitor him on the cheesesteaks because oh, they, they they said yeah, they I heard big man can put him like twenty five. Yeah, his biggest his biggest issue, I mean, I from what I from what I read was that he only played like thirty nine percent of the times on defense, like. So his conditioning has to get better. He's got to yeah. like probably drop some pounds and get yeah, but the other a little thing bit more muscle. Too, is when it's third and seventeen and third and thirty, he ain't out there a lot because you don't because they're not gonna you know because they're not gonna run the ball when it, you know with that defense constantly had teams behind the ball. You know it's not like it's third and two. He's not out there or whatever. But it's again not, I'm not sure. Every every third down was long, but I think I think the 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 usage thing it's not it's not a non factor. But I think that was just part of they had so many bodies on that T defense. It was just rotate in freshies, like kind of how we yeah. do. It's just well, like, and again, when when your roster is what eighty, I think college is eighty five deep. Like yeah, at least eighty, at least eighty. So no, I agree, John. I mean, you know, it's it's it, it, it's uh you know it's 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 definitely a thing to monitor because it's stamina. But I think you know the thing I heard was that they want him to be in the three twenty three twenty five range. And that, um, you know, that they were going to try to kind of monitor the weight. But, uh, you know, they said that he doesn't like to not eat what he wants to eat when he wants to eat it. <laughs> so he'll have, have to learn. But, I mean, it, it's one of those things like you he'll still probably be able to eat whatever he wants to eat. It's just going to be – and, and, I mean, it's not like you say you, – you can't say that, like, colleges don't have – you know, SEC programs have weight rooms – that rival NFL teams, but he still had to go to class. You know, there was still shit that he had to do. Yeah. So now his only job is learn the playbook and stay in shape. Like, so he'll be able to still eat whatever he wants and probably drop 20 pounds. Yeah. He'll be all right. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, he's on a professional now program. They're going to, you know, they're going to know how to, you know, you know, make sure he's at where he's at. It's just uh, yeah. Complete and, side note: Did you see that Rockies player ate twenty-one cheesesteaks in like two days, three days, two days when they were here or something, or three days? They like they, they he clocked it. He like twenty-one, and he claimed claims in, in the three days he was here. Gross. Sorry, 
Uh, back to back to Man, that hurts. That, that hurts just to talk about and think about it. <laughs> I uh, he's a little guy too. As usual, being the the homer as I am, you know, night one, night two, and into you know day three of realizing the draft, I really liked it. And then the more I the more I sat with it, the more I I went from like, oh, everyone thinks this is an A plus draft, and I'm like, I don't know if it's an A plus draft. Maybe it's I like tell, a, right? Maybe it's a B plus. Maybe it's a B plus. Like well, I was, honestly, like, I was trying to sell my marks behind the the Jurgens pick in round two. I, it's like I think I think what for me from my perspective is that like you you go I go good not great. Okay, why do I say that, John? Okay, you you traded up and you got your choice was Jordan Davis over Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> this might go. This might end up being the Brandon Graham. Earl Thomas conversation that we had 10 years ago. Okay. If you know, it, we don't, we don't know. I mean, the guy is a monster. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to look at him and go like, this guy is a, is a ginormous human being. And you think that like he can do what he can do. Right. You hope for that. He played for a very good defense, arguably with some would say the best defense of college football ever. Yeah. Right? So, and then you look at, it, you go Fletcher Cox, you know, not going to be here next year. There was even rumblings about Javon Hargraves not being here next year. Um, so fill, does it fill a need there? Sure. Um, but then I look at the safety position and I look at a guy like Kyle Hamilton and I think he's a year, he's a starter right away. He's your he's your defensive quarterback, and and it, it fills a hole that we've had back there. <clears throat> I mean, people will argue like with McLeod and, and Malcolm Jenkins, but yeah, since Malcolm Jenkins left. I mean, we haven't had that guy. What's it been? Two, three years now. Um, mm-hmm. We've sort of been piecemealing it together. So I think that's the that's the only question that I have. Like, I like the guy, um, Jordan Davis. I think that from a size standpoint, from what they want him to do, I like it. Time will tell. I'm not going to be like sit here like, oh, okay, he's a he's a Pro Bowler. We'll see. The other part of it was like, okay, the tr- I like the trade the most that happened. But then you give up what you gave up to get him. You get your veteran receiver. Okay, now you're. It fills that hole, and the defense is now solid. Like I don't. There's no parts of this defense. I'm sorry, this offense, where I'm saying, hey, um, we have a hole there. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy with that. And then you sign. You go after the center, and I go, okay, that's a that's a hole that's being filled for you know the future. Is he going to play right away? Absolutely not. Um, you still have Kelsey there. And then you you ended up with, you know, a, a special team or a linebacker. Um, so I'm like, I'm not, I'm not completely like, at first I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then like, as I sat on it, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm not going to get crazy excited about this because like, you know, if Kayvon Thibodeau was there and you got a potential guy that was the number one rated guy a year ago, I think it's something a little bit more, be a little bit more excited about. Um, or if a guy like Kyle Hamilton, which he did drop as far as he did, who was, you know, arguably maybe the third best player in the draft um, and top as a position, I think I would have been a little bit more excited <clears throat> for that. But again, I don't know. He, you know, I, I can, I can go either way. And I just wasn't, I slept on it and I was like, uh, this guy's a monster. I got on the hype train and then I was like, all right, let me back up a little bit and kind of sleep on a little bit. I got, le- I got less excited, but uh, I think overall, I mean, it was, it was good. It was good. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to march on broad street just yet. I mean, I, I, I said last year's draft was pretty good and I, so far it looked pretty good. And like this one, you know, I, I think I think Davis is the pick because and I get where you're coming from, John, with with Hamilton. But if you don't have Jordan Davis, you don't have the players on this team to run the five one front that they want to run. You just don't have that guy. So you have to go get that guy. And they did. So you, you have him. Jurgens is probably going to play. He'll, he'll probably play guard this year. Now that they now that they let Herbig go, he'll probably play guard um, now. A lot of people felt like, um, you know, maybe he he maybe went a little early, but then you get Nakobe Dean in the third, who was the number one linebacker in college. Well, forgot to mention him. Thank you. 
we got him in the third. So, like, if the way I'm looking at it is, if you got, if you said, same draft, if you got Jordan Davis in the first, Nicobe Dean in the second, and and Cam Jurgens in the third, you'd be like, holy shit, that's a really good, that's a pretty good haul. But you, so like, I think a lot of people are getting twisted on like the the fact that Jurgens went in the second as opposed to the third. I I like I would like my second round pick to play. But like you like to John's point, Kelsey's not going to play forever. So eventually you're going to need a center. Might as well grab one if he was the highest rated pl- player on your board. The I think the Grant Calcaterra thing could be a sneaky, like if, if he can stay healthy. He was a good tight end before he had to retire briefly to, due to concussions. Like he's a he's a sneaky good late round pick. And then where I think Howie really shined was in the um, the the UD, UDFAs. the The fact that he got Josh Job, who before he got he got hurt in the. I forget if he got hurt in the SEC title game or the national championship game, but he got hurt. So, and he wasn't able to play doing his pro days. He was still rehabbing the, he uh, messed up his foot. He was going to be a third or fourth round player. We got him as an undrafted free agent. He can play slot. He can play, um, he can play the slot. He could start in the slot. He's a, he will make this team as a special teamer and start. And he could be converted into a safety the way he hits. We got him. You got Mario Goodrich, who was a damn good corner at Clemson as a UDFA, who who was, again, a third or fourth round pick that fell. How he grabbed both of those guys. Like, so there's some, you know, some real uh, talent in this UDFA class that he got on top of everything else. So, like, I'm I'm real happy about the this draft like would i have liked them to get another another corner yeah i mean it would have been nice to have another you know one of those second or third round picks to be able to get because there were some really good guys hanging around on the board but overall um i i think our i think like to john's point i think our offense is is absolutely set now you have another guy at tight end even that can play um you've got arguably the one of the most talented wide receiver duos this team's ever had. And um, you made our defense much better. And if we can, you know, they're talking about Bradbury. If we can steal him now that the dumb, dumb, dumb giants cut him. We, we have a team that, that, you know, before the draft and before some of these moves, I was like, eh, I'll probably be a wild card team. Now looking at it with with AJ Brown and and everything, and it looks like Jalen is really putting in all that work. Like, this could be one of the best teams in the NFC this year. They they could legitimately be one of the top two or three best teams in the NFC. Has Outside, there been anything on Nicobe Dean and why he dropped? Because like I didn't even I I, I apologize for not even bringing him up because I totally forgot about it, which is kind of a fault of mine here. But like. Something's odd that he that he dropped so far, and like I get the whole medical thing and how he talked about how he went back and forth to the medical team. Like, are you sure? Am I missing anything? I'm innocent. And, to, and see- to piggyback off that, John, I wanted to ask the same thing about the AJ Brown trade. Why did the Titans? Because the Titans drafted him. Mm-hmm. Why did they, they? I mean, apparently he kind of wanted. They offered him sixteen million a year, and he wanted twenty. I mean, he was trying so to. You're gonna, you're gonna let four million dollars. It was nine. We gave him twenty five a year. So he so wanted twenty five, but he would have settled for twenty two, and they weren't coming up off of sixteen. And so nine million dollars a year. I mean, basically, they were so again in a league where like guys are making hundred million dollars, you know, hundred million dollar contracts. Like you're gonna let nine million dollars come between. You know, your super quote unquote superstar. And I I hear this word superstar getting thrown around with AJ Brown. Granted, we don't see a lot of Titans games in the Philadelphia area, but like is is he superstar quality? Yeah, like, he's if you look at what he's done in the last is he superstar years, potential. Like he, he's a top he's a statistically the last three years, he's a top five wide receiver in the league. 
I mean, I know his yak is insane. Except for, like, except for last year. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> okay, I mean, last year. He, yeah, he 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 got dinged up last year, and honestly, their their offense changed completely when Derrick Henry got hurt and went down. Then everybody was just like, "All right, we're just going to kill this asshole every play." And not for nothing, his quarterback sucks. So, um, here we go. Throw it. Here we go. Well, I don't think the word sucks again. I don't think he sucks. He's just he's just an average. He's average. Yeah. Um, it's all you need, man. It's all you need. But to 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 your point on why he why Dean fell, I I I kind of wonder like was it just like fuckery somewhere like trying to get him to fall so a team could get him because he was invited to the draft. He was supposed to be a first round player. He's a character guy. He was a leader on the team. He was a captain on the team. He had an academic scholarship to Georgia as as a in mechanical engineering. So like this isn't like some dumb jock. Like this is a dude that excelled in academics and athletics at a big time program. Yeah. He apparently he he has a torn labrum that 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 they rehabbed. So eventually he's probably going to have to he'll probably eventually have to get that fixed depending on like my, my labrum's torn. I, I haven't gotten the surgery. Like it hurts every once in a while, but I've done rehab and I'm fine. So maybe he'll be fine. And he, he just has to wear that um, shoulder strap brace thing, but he played every game for Georgia. He didn't miss a game. He didn't miss a down. Like, and you saw the one giants, gen, uh, the one scout for the giants, whatever, that was like, he had a really great career. And it's just like, bro, he's not dead. Like talking like he he's missing a fucking leg now. So it's funny you mentioned that, Jesse. He has that. I was looking at some pictures of him. He has that um, that brace on his arm. So yes, I guess it's, that. it's probably because from the torn labrum. Yeah. Because what what happens is when you tear your labrum, when your arm goes up too high, where you almost can like hyperextend your arm, if you get hit real quick, that's when your your shoulder can. Um, subluxate and like come halfway out of the socket. Nice. So that brace kind of keeps your arm from going um, beyond its normal range of motion. So he could theoretically play his entire career and never, never need it fixed. So, I mean, you know what? It's about time. One of these things broke for us, right? Cause all these teams were scared of, of um, AJ Brown. When he came out, he had, he had medical problems. And he's had a good career so far. DK Metcalf, we I was one of the guys beating the drum all the time on that. A lot of scouts were scared of him. And, um, you know, the Seahawks, Seahawks took him, and he's had a great career so far. So, like, it's about time one of these has broke for us, right? And, and, like, and, and, and Matt, just to talk about oh, – sorry, Jess, go ahead. No, it's good. But, like, you know, it's about time, right? Like, oh, especially I, after Sidney Jones. Like, it's about time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if he, if he's able to play great pick, great value. Um, I mean, people thought that he was going to be down where the, the Patriots were, there was where mock drafts were, it was a perfect linebacker pick for the Patriots, which never mm-hmm. happened. And the fact that he slid and I mean, it's great value for us. I mean, he's going to be hungry even better and he's comfortable playing behind a guy who he played with in his whole career in college. So Great. Matt, to your point, I just wanted to put out some stats for you because you like stats. Um, thousand yard. We love receiver, stats for fifth podcast. Thousand yard receiver in 19, thousand yard receiver in 20. Last year, as Jesse mentioned, he was banged up. He had 869 yards. Um, 2019, he had eight touchdowns. 2020, he had 11. Last year, he had five. So he's, he's not. Um, yeah, he's superstar potential. Yeah, I think the right. I think the word is potential. I think you're right. I think it's. I think it's eerily similar to Alshon Jeffrey. That's what I was gonna say. Did Je- did did Howie pull an Alshon part two? You know. Yeah, I, I think I think he sort of. I think he kicked the tires on a couple of those other receivers that were out there in free agency. I think that the ridiculousness of the money that they got was just crazy. And I think mm-hmm. if you look at AJ AJ Brown's contract. I think his first three years are like dumb money. And then when he gets into that, the, la- the tail end of it, he's got like a $25 million uh, 
salary cap or whatever you recall it. And like at that point, if he doesn't pan out, you cut bait and he gets half of that money. He's not getting all, he's not getting all hundred million. You know what I mean? Unless he mm-hmm. plays throughout the entire contract. But well, and the relationship between him and Hertz is is gravy. Yeah, you know that helps. I mean, absolutely. You so like, I mean, you look at the positives, but it's like he's not. Yes, he's not Devontae Adams. He's not Tyreek Hill. Um, he's not. Um, I was trying to think of another one, but he's not those two guys because he a Rid- hasn't. Or Ridley, you know. Well, even even Ridley, like, what has he done? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least Adams is, well, I guess Adams hasn't even gone to a Super Bowl. He did go to Super Bowl. He lost, right? Um, but not not so much proven. I, I agree with you. The right word there is there's potential. He's cheap. He's young. He can grow with this young team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the positive of it. Yeah. The, the other aspect is, like, do you keep that pick and take a guy like Traylon Burks if he's there um, and see if the upside is there? I don't know. I I yeah, but I no, I think I think proven is I think he's at least proven that he's he can play on a field of he, he's a man amongst men, you yeah. know. You know, whereas we don't know what we're getting with college. I mean, Jordan Davis, it, it look it all looks great on paper, you know. So we don't know. I mean, and the next two or three years, you don't have to draft a wide receiver mm-hmm. because you gotta have that sort of. Yeah, those two guys are set in stone for the next three or four years. Yeah. You know, and then you can pepper in if you find a diamond in the rough or a free agent wants to come, then you, you can focus on other things where Bill's Bill's mentioned this before. We're going to need a running back. Uh, I was but, just going to say, I was just going to say, not that I know anything about the draft depth or anything like that, but like going into round six, round eight or whatever, were there any running backs there that we just didn't, didn't pull the trigger on? There, there really weren't, um, all the good backs went like second, third, like. Cause that's definitely going to be, I mean, we still need a, we still need a, a mountain mover. You know, we still we need got a, one. Kenny Brooks from Oklahoma. He was, he's, he's, he's kind of a, uh, a like a Jordan Howard who can catch a little better. Um, he, I think he'll make the team. He's going to take that Jordan Howard spot. So, I think we actually had that covered. Kenny Kenny Brooks averaged like seven yards a carry at Oklahoma. I think he actually yeah. played with Jalen Jalen's last year there as well. We just need someone. You know who I'm talking about, Bill? Yeah, no, he can play. This kid, if you watch his highlights, he's like <clears throat> every carry he gets like five six yards. He when says, it's third and two, you know, or some, you know, Kenny he can, he can play. I think um, I think I was I was I, I saw this, I saw this a little earlier, and I was letting you guys finish with the Dean thing. It's crazy how like the NFL, like any business, just has its like norms and like its practices for the process. Like I read from a guy that's um, involved with like college scouting and like like you know in the NFL and whatnot. He said the the injuries were somewhat a concern, but not you know everybody knows that wasn't anything career threatening injury wise. They said the shot that broke the camel's back that got him out of the first round. On um, on all the teams that had him or high on him, was he didn't run a forty at the combine and refused to at his pro day, and him not being a thumper at two twenty nine, apparently that's like a draft like faux pas not to run at your pro day at least, and Dean refused to, and I guess he said nobody asked him to run at it, so it wasn't like a dramatic thing, but they said that. Um, that him not doing it, showing that he could run with like the like the top elite linebackers. He said that's just how the draft is. It's like that's kind of just like showing up late and not putting your name on a test. Like you got to do it. Like so, him not running compounded, you know, the pack that he strained during a workout. And so I think Jesse hit a nail on the head. It's we might have got the one of arguably the have a, one of the best linebackers in football in the NFL in a year or two because he didn't follow protocol because I guess, you know, his camp was worried that he might not, he might not run the fastest 40 time and hurt his stock. So they took a gamble, but he got hurt anyway. So they not hurt, but just it hurt his value to teams. But yeah, I mean, again, who knows, but I'm curious to see, I mean, was he out there? Was mini camp Well, mini camp starts tomorrow for, for rookies. So we'll see if he has pads on and, and is hitting a little bit or not. He already said he's playing. You know, well, they, yeah, they said that you know, like he he could play, but just like kind of go through like the walkthrough version, 
I hope he's going to have pads on because apparently the uh, the pectoral issue that some teams said he had, that was the pre-draft injury that spooked teams. He heard it in a workout. And some teams felt that that, sur- that injury requires surgery where Georgia team doctor said, no, it doesn't. It just needs to rehab. And that's what the NFL, like, so we got a letter from the doctor saying, no, we don't need, like, you don't need surgery. And some teams just differed, like, oh, no, you do. And so it's just a matter of what doctors you believe. And, I, and, and, and our luck with doctors in this town. Yeah. <laughs> but again, uh, we've maybe, got all the luck in the world. Maybe this is where it, maybe this is where it, it changes, you know? No, I agree. I mean, I mean, when you look at it, like, hands down, every, like the thing that I love about him, and Seth Joyner talked about this on, the, on, on his breakdown, and, and it, it got me just like ready to run through a wall. Like, Nicobe Dean was the alpha male in a room of alpha males on that yeah. defense. His nickname was the general. Like, you didn't talk back to him basically on the field or, like, he dropped your head off in the, like, big, uh, like in practice, whatever. Like, this guy, Seth was even saying it. He was like, by next year, this guy could literally be the face of our defense. And, like, we haven't had that since Malcolm and Brian, that he's that kind of player, like, just in your face, like don't you like you don't miss assignments. You know, like he says, and and that's where I get excited. Like, you know, he just has that intellect to where like he's good when he when he has blockers in front of him and thus Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox and Hargrave they eat up those linemen. He just goes sideline to sideline looking for that ball like a hawk. So I don't know, man. I'm excited. I, I think if he can stay healthy, I think I, I think we finally for all the Rager and JJ picks how we made. This mm-hmm. is that draft god saying we owe you one, guys. <laughs> we owe you for Danny Watkins. <laughs> yeah. And we just signed another running back to a UDFA contract today. Yeah. That guy I shared in the chat. And the other Cal- guy here mentioned, Jesse, that apparently the Eagles are high on um, is that punt returner from Utah. If, if you watch his highlight films, he's like, he's like basically like a, like a Wes Walker, but like faster, like. <laughs> Apparently, we think he's going to be like our return guy. Like he's that could make the team just for returns. I mean, this, he's a little this, white guy. This guy like from Chris. Towson, like six eleven, two hundred and thirty pounds for a running back. Like, and he's he his forty times are like four five. Like, that's not terrible for a dude that size. Yeah, running backs just aren't valued anymore. I mean, there were good running backs throughout the entire draft, but I mean. I mean, Kenny Gainwell was a fifth-round pick, and that's the other guy I was going to bring up. Yeah, he's going to have a monster year. The Eagles are high on Kenny. He gains well. Um, he he uh, gets gains. Yeah, there he is. I I, I think the, the Eagles are really really high on him. I think he's going to have. I think he could have a breakout year. Like this guy could be like a Brian Dawkins, but like a better receiver. You know, it just uh, when you watch him. It, he, he, like he just has that electricness to him, and I think he's going to be a bigger part of this offense than we realize uh, from the backfield. So, no, I mean, there's a lot to – and it all falls on the shoulders of number one when it's the end of the day. It's his team. He said it yesterday. You know, there's no more excuses. You got, you got your two receivers. You got a top five tight end. You got three decent running backs. You got one of the best of the lines in football. You got it sounds all- like you got a, a, a nasty defense uh yeah, uh, on the verge of, like they're going to be better know, than last year, hands down. Out. I mean, they're going to be better than last year. So, I mean, that's positive. We get Brandon Graham back. I mean, that's a huge lift. You got Hassan mm-hmm. Reddick, uh, could be the steal of free agency, a guy that has 23 sacks the last two years. I mean, that's insane. I mean, that's like what we had as a team. So, so it's just like it all sounds good on paper, fellas. It really is. Yeah. Uh, um, We'll see how many people get hurt in camp. So much. Oh, Jesus, rock all wood. <laughs> <laughs> we're all driving to we're all driving to Delaware tonight. Somebody's getting it, shit slapped out of them. It happens every it happens every year. He keeps talking every year. You bring up you also bring up a good point though, Matt. I mean, th- there's one thing that we haven't talked about, and it's about oh, yeah. quarterback. The Phillies give up six runs on top of the ninth. Jesse tied seven seven. What? Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck it's up! It's okay that we have Bryce. It's all right. We have Bryce Harper. He's gonna save it. Save it. Oh my god! It says this has Bryce Harper comeback written all over it. They said they said pitching wouldn't matter, right? Um, you know, backup quarterback. You know, we got the guy from uh, Vegas. Warm up your arm, John Carson Strong. 
Uh, Carson Strong. Um, another Carson. <laughs> First Maybe. Carson on the team ever. Um, I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how and what they do with that position because I do think it's important. I think it's a. I think that there. If you look at this team, this roster right now, and I know it's way early, you go, man, that's one hole that you you kind of want to be filled better. Like I'm not a huge Minshew guy. Did um, he get him a win last year? Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't move the needle with me, but I mean, he uh, got him a win. Like that's all you ask your backup quarterback to do. Like, I mean, if that's the way you're going to look at it from your perspective, I just think that it's a little bit more important to me than just getting one win. Um, especially as we've seen in the past, how important backup quarterbacks can be. Um, well, it's you need, not, you might need them to win one, two, three, four games. And I don't know if I would have, uh, if I would be comfortable with him, Rolling out there as my as my backup quarterback. Is this? Well, I mean, is there's this, there's is this your, be, is this your segue be to talk about Nick Foles, John? Nope. There's, nope. I mean, there's gonna be guys like I don't know what's gonna happen between How about um, play, Playboy out west, Jesse's boy. Ugh. Between that bust and um, be, well, between him and uh, what's his nuts in Cleveland yeah. and um. Like, yeah, but like, but Baker Mayfield, like Baker's still a starter somewhere. Yeah, he, he's he's right. He 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 should he should walk to Seattle and and beg. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm, I wasn't I wasn't getting there with Nick Foles because I, I wouldn't throw that out there. But like, sounded like you were though. No, I really I really wasn't. Scout center, I wasn't. But uh, but now that you bring it up, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they gonna get though? Like that's the thing. Like Minshew's not terrible. Like like I said, he got him. He won him a game. They put him in when they. Need I like him. I like you to roll. I like you to roll a tape about seven or eight, nineteen episodes ago when you you said you would say how bad Minshew was. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's not. He's not a. He's not my. Well, I think it was. I think. I think the context was a little bit different though, John. Like I think what we were talking about was. Are we in 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 like in besides Hertz? Like get rid of Hertz, we're fine with Minshew. I think Jesse had a little bit difference of, you know. I think what he was saying is no, he's fine as a backup, but not as our overall right. full. And, and what start. I'm saying is, I think you have to, I think you have to have a little bit bigger mindset of that. Like I, a guy like Hertz, who has been hurt, who does run the football a lot. And I will use an example of Lamar Jackson, what happened last year. Once he got hurt, they went through quarterbacks like pairs of underwear. Mm-hmm. And that basically ruined their season. And I hate for that to happen to us. And I think that one of our strong suits as the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback factory, um, I think it's something that we they should look at um, in the future. I think it's something – they haven't addressed it. And I I think that the – I think that the reason why they haven't addressed it is because we're on the high of Jalen Hurts being the guy, Carson Wentz being gone, and we're 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 we're, ta- we're not talking about that ex girlfriend anymore. We're on to the new shiny girl, and the 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 scary part to me is just having that insurance. I've always liked to have that insurance, that backup that I can rely on, whether it is a you know a Mariota or a you know, a Fitzpatrick or something. Bad example for Fitzpatrick. I got a, I got a random, speaking of Nick Foles, I got a random Nick Foles draft question for you guys. Hit me. Nick Foles was selected 88th overall in 2012. How many pro bowlers were picked after Nick Foles? Zero. 11. Nick Foles, six. <laughs> 11 pro bowl players were picked after Nick Foles. Do, can you name those Pro Bowl players? Kirk Cousins, Greg Zerline, Josh Norman, and Akeem Nix were four of the eleven, and okay. that's all that it gives me. John, and one of one of the reasons that they can't have much more than a you know a dollar store backup quarterback is, and while I think Howie has done a great job in the last two drafts, and he's oh. done a really good job. Time stamp this. Time stamp huh? this. Time stamp this. Jesse's team Howie I, all the way. What? I said last year he had a great draft. So this is uh, – look, I said this was the most important draft in his career, and it was one of the most important ones in the team's history. And he nailed it. He 
came around. I'm glad he came around. So, but but here's the thing: he had two great drafts and two good free agencies back to back. The reason we have to have a dollar store backup quarterback is because he is still paying for the sins that he made in the past to the tune of thirty six million dollars of dead cap space for players that aren't on this team. He's still paying Alshon this year. Hey, yes. Sometimes, sometimes those sins were were to roll, throw all the money on black. Yes, but John, red, but so. like, if if we didn't have a thirty six million dollar dead cap hit, yeah, we probably have a a Mariota as the backup, or you know, a Fitzpatrick or something like that. But when again, when you have a thirty six million dollar dead cap hit, which is the third highest in the league, you are limited. That's thirty six million dollars that we could have spent on linebackers, corners, safeties backup quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, whatever. It's not $36. It's $36 million. So, like, that's the reason we don't have a better backup quarterback. So, like, it's got to be Minshew. And God forbid Jalen gets hurt and Minshew goes in and he looks terrible next year. The only person you can blame is Howie. I, would be, I will make a gentleman's bet with you that Gardner Minshew is not the backup quarterback on this roster first week of the season. You want to take that bet? No, because I don't think it's going to matter because I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a great year and he's going to play every fucking game. I think I think the mindset of that is what ruined the Baltimore Ravens season last year. I am not putting that into the universe, my friend. Jalen Hurts is going to have a great year. I'm not the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't have to worry about what ifs. I'm not putting oh, okay. anything but positive into the universe. Okay. Okay. Would I like a better backup quarterback? Absolutely. Are we going to get one? I don't see how. Unless unless you can somehow, you know, finagle, you know, Andre Dillard for somebody. I wonder if I wonder if Casey Wydell got fired because in the second and third round they had to tackle Howie because he wanted to run to the board and take Malik Willis or one of the quarterbacks. They're like, no, Howie, no. It, that it is interesting. Out. Like, you you didn't let the guy's contract expire. You fired him outright. Because Andy Wydell is probably going to be the next GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The, okay, well, then when that happens, you let him, you, you, you let his brother go or his brother submits oh, so you let, So you let him know more of the trade secrets for the season going into the season? When they when they end up being a competitor of yours, we're interviewing the uh, Patriot uh, Pittsburgh Steelers like uh, head of pro scouting for a high, a high ranking position. But with us also, John, today. to your point, I wouldn't. Tr- I would try to keep Wydell in my building. You've lost a lot of f- front office people this year. I would try to keep him. Because uh, unfortunately, like- he's he's a Pittsburgh native, and the shoe kind of fits. Yeah, but it's still it's weird that they fired the brother before before that his other brother got the job. Like that's all I'm saying. It's weird. At least let his contract run out because they probably go right they probably expire right before you know, right after the draft or whatever. Cause they nope. lost they lost that lady to um Cleveland. Cleveland, who the who the Eagles were really high on. No one wants Fitzmagic on this team. I don't think I mean, I, well, he broke his. He got broken half last year. He's like broken every bone in his body now in the, his NFL career. Yeah, we need like a we need like a a Blaine Gabbard or like a uh, um. We need like like well, he, he's gonna be like a Geno like Smith, um, Teddy Bridgewater, maybe a Teddy Bridgewater, something like that. Cam Daniel Newton Jones, when he gets cut. Cam Newton, no, I wouldn't take Daniel Cam. Jones when he gets cut next uh, year. Uh, Danny, I wouldn't mind Danny. Hey, listen, this is Jesse. This ain't your your, your mom's uh, New York Giants anymore. This this team's going to be good. Teddy Bridgewater. This team's going to be yeah, really I good. Said Teddy. John. Ty Giants Ron are going to be the second best team in this. In this He's a giant. Ty Rod's a giant. I would I would just like to, if we're going to get a different backup quarterback, I would prefer to get a backup quarterback that is. About Closer. Tua. I bet when they cut Tua, we pick up Tua. I think Tua's going to have a good year this year, dude. I think Tua's going to have a really good year. Oh, if Gotti does, he has $200 million in receivers and tight ends and, and running back. <laughs> Chase um, Edmonds. 
You got Tyreek Kill. They signed another. I, I would. I would. I would prefer if our backup quarterback was more similar in uh, play style and skill set to the starter so that, yeah. God forbid, something happens to the starter, the offense doesn't have to completely change gears to do what to, – to change up the playbook. Here's a question. To, to be able to win games. Baker Mayfield, if he's cut, would you sign yeah. Baker? No, he's going to be a problem. He's going to want to be a starter – and he's going to be whining well, to the to media Jesse, like to Jesse's point. We probably don't have money to sign him. Well, that give too. me like a give me like a Taysom Hill. Ugh. Give me a Taysom Hill. I would rather have Baker Mayfield every day of the of every day of the week. At least Baker, or at least uh, at least I, I'm fucked up. How about uh, Andy Dalton? I would rather have I'd Andy rather Dalton. have Minshew than than Taysom Hill. Minshew, Andy, Andy, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton would be a game manager. You know? I like I like Andy Dalton. I'll take you Andy. like him because he's a ginger. That's 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 not inclusive. Shots fired. Um, no, I would like Taysom Hill. I like I like because you could throw him out there, you know, as a decoy for something. Like, you know, he does he doesn't just run the, you know, the everyday drop back pass offense. You could use him as a running back. Like, you know, Minshew's going to sit there and hold a clipboard and wait. You know, at least Taysom Hill, you can use him. Like you would like how Vegas used Mariota last year, similar to that. Okay, uh, Matt or uh, Philly's lost, by the way. Oh, uh, right. as we wrap up this episode, we got to wrap it up on positive news, <laughs> not how the Phillies blew up a, a 17 run lead to the you know, due to our poor pitching. Um, let's go, Say let's go, it was a poor let's, pitching? what, yeah, Say let's that go. Again, a poor hey man. <laughs> If if Bryce would have had another at bat, yeah, game his, over. His boo boo's hurt. All right, well, real and, quick. And it's like what I don't get is why they didn't at some point stem the bleeding and put the fucking closer in. He put Norwood and Knable in and is is like mystified. Like, how did they get seven runs off of us? Joe Girardi sucks. Okay, round robin, real quick. Uh, some of you graded the draft. Let's start, John. Good, good, average, bad. I think you settled with good, right? It's good. Good it's draft, good. not great draft. Yeah, good. Right? Jesse. Uh, it was an A-plus draft. A-plus draft. <laughs> great, dra- great draft. Bill. Very good. Very good draft. A-plus or A, a and A? A-minus. A-minus. Okay. Um, I would say, uh, based on my limited uh, knowledge of college football – uh, you know, relying on what you guys have said, which is my education of the 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 uh, the talent coming out of the draft, and based on you know the purpose of the draft, it being you know the potential of improving your team. From what I've heard, Howie gave us a lot of talent that could give the Eagles great potential of being you know set up for uh, success in future years. So. I'd say overall an A. I'd be a, I'd be a much harder professor than you guys. I know John. John's B plus at best. <laughs> yeah, B plus. I, B plus. I think is fair. Well, I think you know what though. Sometimes John, you have to set your expectations really low. I so I, you're not so you're not disappointed. Well, the way the, the way you can look at it too, John, it's you, you, I guess depending on health. And another thing I'm hearing too now is that they might put Cam Jurgens at guard this year. Um, yeah, that's what Jesse said. Earlier. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Right, sorry about that. That's okay because we were we were wondering, you know, we were saying, you know, is he even going to play this year? And Jesse said he'll play, he'll play, he'll play at guard. But if you think about it, between Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, and Nicobe Dean, and AJ Brown, you're going to get at least anywhere from one to four starters added for sure. See, and on paper, that sounds that sounds very good to me. It does you know? Yeah. And one of the one of two of those uh, undrafted free agent corners, one of at least one Joe will start on the special teams at least. And I Goodrich, I think, is going to be a, a starting corner for this team. Like those two picks are sneaky good picks that he got. Yeah, this was old school Howie draft. He. Howie, how, Howie uh, stopped trying to be the smartest guy in the room and just took good football players from good programs. And yep. 
But that that you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for this season like I haven't been in a couple of years, honestly. Amen. You know, I want to leave it. Let's put a bow on this episode with that statement from the wild one. Uh, always fun. Everyone check us out on the social media interwebs at 4Fit Pod. For Metal Matt, Big John Stud, J-Lo, Wild Bill. Yep. Be good, kids. Come on.